entrepreneurship, business, and the people who make the world go round. What advice do they have? What struggles did they overcome? My name is Philip Benz, and these are the questions I have. Welcome to Black Tie Optional. Dustin, how you doing today, man? Good, man. I'm doing well. How are you, buddy? Doing good, doing good. So, uh, first thing first, how's everything been going? Plan right, this and that, NASBE. Man, we're uh, better than ever. I mean, we're just uh, you know, booming industry right now, so it's exciting. Just the growth of the new leaders and the leadership that we have is, is super exciting, man. I'm excited for what 2023 is going to be, but just the future. Cool, cool. And uh, before we actually get started, started uh, remind me again kind of what you do, um, what you sell, what do you guys do? Yeah, so we're in financial services, which anybody that doesn't know anything about financial services, it's insurance, life insurance, health insurance, annuities, financial planning, anything in the financial sector. What's your name? What do you do? And who you work for? My name's Dusty Todd, and I'm actually a partner with Planrite Financial and North American Senior Benefits. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. So uh, you've been a partner now since 2021, right? Yes, sir. Cool. So how's that whole partner thing been? Man, uh, I mean, it's... It's humbling. It's it's. I'm grateful for it, but uh, I'm excited for the future. Yeah, I just see. I, I think we have so many you know new leadership emerging across my whole organization, and so I'm excited to be able to kind of pull others to the to the partnership level. And I know we're going to have several partners in the next couple of years that are going to be able to break that threshold. The exciting thing that I've noticed over the past couple of years, similar with you guys, is. 2021 was the first time I actually uh, really worked with Plan Right before, and then seeing the like the kids that were just starting out in insurance. Now, fast forward to almost three years later, they're kind of reaching leadership levels and stuff like that, and uh, the sales that they're doing. Sure. It's pretty exciting to watch. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think uh, the growth factor and just the maturity, because I mean, I think experience a lot of times is the best teacher in life, and so, so many of these, these young guys, they were kids when they first got to us. And now they've developed and developed themselves through their experiences and uh, they're just becoming leaders and emerging each, each and every day. So that's a perfect segue to this. So, you know, you, you kind of have seen your agents come up from different careers and then chose this one or wanted to get into insurance and now are succeeding in insurance. What was your story like? Is this something that you always set out to do? Uh, is this something you fell into? Tell me your story when it comes to this. Yeah, man, I think uh, I definitely never grew up and said I want to be the insurance man for Halloween. I mean, that was never my radar, as it probably isn't for most. Um, but my story was grew up in a small town. You know, growing up, athletics was you know big hobby. That's basically all I ever knew growing up. Was able to take that you know to the collegiate level, play collegiate baseball, and then it just came a time where. Uh, he, you know, baseball is over. You know, it's time to hang the cleats up. I really didn't have any direction on where I was going to go next. Didn't know what was going to be next, you know, or any, me in the future. But, um, you know, happened to look into insurance. I got a call one day or actually looked into a, you know, a person told me to get into insurance one day. And uh, thankfully I did because that decision, you know, looking back, I didn't know it then, but looking back, that's the best decision that I've ever made, you know, throughout my, probably my life. Just, I mean, it's allowed us to do things, you know, not only financially, but just having the flexibility and the freedom to, you know, to grow up, not only grow a business, but to be there and, and, and hold with my family so many times throughout the, you know, throughout the journey. Yeah. The cool thing too, is that, you know, you're not only able to do this for yourself, but you're also now able to give this to other people, your other agents, your agents that were just starting out the, the, uh, the young dusties that were doing this. Um, so it's, 
you know, probably pretty fulfilling to actually see all that come together. A hundred percent, man. I, I see a lot of myself and in the, in the 10 years ago, then a lot of the newcomers that we have on the team now. So it's, it's really exciting. Now, how long have you been in the insurance field altogether? Not just for her, but in the insurance. Sure. So I've been in the industry for 10 years. Kind of telling you my story of how I got into insurance. Or I, I, I kind of would say, I'm not going to say I really failed my way into insurance, but I failed my way into NASB. Growing up, you know, one of my best friends, you know, right, I was going to get out of college. One of my best friends, his dad was very successful in life. And he told me, he was like, he said, Dusty, man, you should look into insurance. He said, and this is the reason why I think about it. Anybody that you know that has been in insurance for, you know, for at least three, maybe five years, it seems like their life is better now than it was previously. And so I, I know you're hard work and I don't know what you want to do with your life, but I would encourage you to at least just check it out. That's what I did. You know, I did some research, got my license, worked with another company for a brief period of time and, and failed miserably. But um, that's kind of how I got my start in insurance um, before I, I found the, the vehicle here at uh, PlanRight and Nasby. Awesome. So 10 years, that's a long time, sure. a decade. I just did 11 years of my business. So, you know, you kind of see where you were at and where you've come. Uh, I want you to think back through these past 10 years. What was the moment, do you remember, when you finally just said, man, like this is the field for me. This is the career path that I'm going to stick to and take. Man, I think, uh, I mean, there's been a couple different, uh, what you call aha moments where like the light bulb pops. For me, kind of like I was saying, I failed my way out of another company, kind of into to the, co the current company I'm at now. And so what it was for me when I really, you know, I guess started having success. I remember going out and helping a lady. Um, we're able to help her put her in a tremendous, a lot better situation that she was in. And, uh, you know, the next day I got deposited like $1,500. And so that was one the first aha moment for me. I was like, bam, crap, I'm helping people. Plus I'm getting paid ridiculously good to do that. And so I was like, man, I, I just worked five hours yesterday, just made $1,500. What if, you know, I, at that time I was just working part-time. What if I go full-time? What if I put all that, my, my efforts into this, you know, how much, how much is the, you know, how much is, you know, could we possibly make if we did that? And that's what I did. You know, that was the, the kind of like the aha moment. But, you know, th as far as staying in the industry, you know, I look at, at Keith and Jordan, two of my biggest mentors, and I saw not where they were then, but I saw where they were going. And this was very early on in my career. I saw the path that they were on. I saw their vi the vision early on. And, you know, thankfully, you know, I said, look, I'm not going to miss that. I'm not going to miss that boat. Because, you know, I don't want to be the guy looking back 10 years from now saying, crap, I wish I would have done things a little bit different. And I was fortunate to find that early on. And so I just kind of, you know, locked arms with them and, and just, you know, put all my, my efforts and energy into, you know, developing this, this organization. Beautiful story. Beautiful story. Uh, now, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but uh, I want to talk about, you know, what makes you stay in this field. And let's start with the financial freedom aspect. That's a huge aspect I hear whenever I interview you guys is you know, get financial freedom if you work for it. So what makes you stick to this field? Well, well I think one of the things that well, most people in life, if you think about it, they're, they want to be happy. That's what they're, they're after to achieve happiness. But ultimately, I think the things that are going to help you achieve happiness, you know, especially for the longevity, is going to be usually time and money. Not a lot of opportunities allow that. You know, this one just so happens to allow that time and money. And so when I got on, a, you know, in an opportunity in an industry that allowed both time and money, hey, you know, that, that excites me, you know, being able to not only be financially free now, 
but you know, also being able to pour into others, you know, what was poured into me. Because I mean, I think, um, yeah, just thinking back, yeah, the financial freedom aspect of it is amazing. But just just do some research on the industry. You know, financial services is the number one industry right now to create wealth. Number one. And then, you know, over the last 25 years, it has generated more millionaires than any other industry out there. And so when you're in an industry like that, not only is it exciting, but then it just comes down to finding not only the right vehicle, the right company, but the right people. And so I found that early on. And, and I just trusted the guys that were that was running with me. And, you know, that's that's what chooses me to, to stay in the industry or what allows me to stay in the industry. Yeah, I mean, financial freedom is definitely like a huge factor, especially when you're choosing a career that you want to stay in and want to succeed in. Um, but the cool part about your guys' job is that you also get to help people. Sure. So, uh, I mean, do you have a story at all to where like you can just remember the 10 years of you doing this that you really got to help someone and it wasn't just all about the money. You got to, you got to actually help someone. I mean, there's just countless uh, of stories of where we're able to, I've been able to take a, a, a late, she bought my grandmother, you know, take her out of an underperforming policy and put her in a better situation, you know, so, and on their family's worst day, you know, they're, everybody else is going to be sending a bill. We're going to be the ones that deliver a check. And had I not stopped by, that may not be the situation. There's been countless times of that throughout my career. But, you know, now where I'm kind of in a mentor leadership role, you know, I, I can, you know, another just satisfying you know, factor of this industry, being able to help people is just seeing the lives change of the people that I've been able to pour into. You know, they're able to change their zip codes, able to change, you know, the demographics that they're in, the cars that they drive, the watches that they wear. Just being able to do that, that's satisfying as well. So not only are you able to help clients, but you're also able to mentor the the, the people and the, you know, the, the leadership below you, you know, that was poured into them what was poured into me. So that leads me right into the next question. You know, I'll talk about mentorship sure. because... Uh, once you reach the partner level, once you reach the leadership level, that's what this game's all about at this point is mentoring the agents that are your team to, you know, eventually become the Dusties or the Keys to the Jordans. So, um, you know, let's talk about mentorship. What advice are you give the seller in the industry that is struggling to find their way? Let's say that um, I heard this story before. I forgot who told it, but uh, they just couldn't make their first sale. They were nervous walking up to the door. Um, what advice would you give to them? Well, so I think that, you know, it's okay if you're struggling, you know, just understand that this business is, it's a process, it's progress. It's not going to happen overnight. But, but I truly believe that anything, you know, anything in life that's worthwhile is not going to be quick. Think about it. You know what, what they say, you know, winning comes with a price. Leadership comes with a price. Dreams have price tags. And so if you're not at the, you know, at the place that you want to be, that's okay. But another bit of advice I would give them is, look, comparison, you know, it's a thief. It will steal your joy every time. Don't compare yourself to others because my journey is going to be different than your journey. Just like you're, you know, just like someone else's journey is going to be different than theirs. And so no matter where you're at in your journey, just have patience to put in the work, you know, to keep, stay through the grind. Because the only people that I actually, the only people that quit in this business, or excuse me, the only people that fail in this business are the people that truly quit. If you stick it out, you push through, you know, you're going to get results. That was a hell of a sound. I'm going to steal that from my own social media. So <laughs> I, I do appreciate that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, staying with mentorship, uh, who was your mentor? Keith Townsend was probably my main mentor. I mean, I've had a bunch, you know, you look up the line I and mean, Craig, Craig Harvey, George Smith, these, these guys have all been, 
you know, instrumental in my life or impactful on my life. But, but Keith has been the one that's impacting my life the most. Awesome. And, uh, you know, as far as impact goes, you know, what's something that Keith mentored you on, or is a hard moment that if he got to give you some advice on, what is something that Keith said that really stuck with you? Man, I mean, he's helped me. He's helped me in so many different ways, not only become a better, better businessman, understanding life better. Um, but the thing that really, I think he's probably really impacted me the most with it is just the, the fact of, of just never, never be, never being satisfied, never settle for less. It's an old saying, if you've ever been hungry, you'll never be full. And so I've watched him as he's, as he's gone through throughout his journey. The, the, the guy's working harder now than he ever has. You know, so I think complacency is something that can definitely steer people in the wrong direction or they can allow, allow them to fail oftentimes because a lot of people, you know, they get away from doing the things that were making them successful, you know, because they get complacent. And so as I've watched him, you know, he's taught me just to, to never settle for less, to always be, you know, pushing forward. And that's one of the things that, that drives me every day, even though we're maybe at a better financial position now than we once were. I'm working harder now than I probably ever have, you know, in different ways, because I don't want to be that guy that, you know, 10 years from now, I'll look back and wish I would have done things different. I want to be the guy that I look for 20 years from now, thankfully that I put all, I worked my ass off and I've got the benefits to reap from that. And so, and I learned that from Keith, just watching him, just the habits that he probably knows teaching it, you know, that just those habits that, that he's created it, you know, for himself, you know, they filtered down to me as well. Awesome, man. And uh, you're in a unique position because sure. Keith's not only your mentor, uh, but he's also your father-in-law. Yeah. Um, so, like, tell me about that dynamic a little bit. I mean, there's a business and family aspect to it. Sure. Well, I mean, I think me and Keith work very well together. I mean, a lot of people would say, I don't know if if I could uh, ever work with my father-in-law, especially having him. I mean, he's pretty much like my boss. But, you know, I don't think I would. I know I wouldn't be as far along my career if I didn't have Keith in it. And so just having, you know, that work personal life balance you know i don't know how we do it but we we seem to do it i mean like we'll be down in the masters next week i mean we just do things together so it's not always business we just found we just found a way to you know just to to intertwine business business and personal but i mean i think it's just because of, of just our personalities like he understands that i have his best interest in mind and i know for a fact he has my best interest in mind and when you when you have that two bond that bond together i think you know that it's very important great man great um, one more thing about mentorship, uh, is there something that you took away from Keith that now you implement into your team? Sure. Man, I would think, dude, that's a lot. There's so many things. The biggest thing that, that I think Keith maybe have taught me that I'm trying to implement in, in my guys is that, you know, learning how to handle failures. I think one of the biggest keys to leadership is how do you handle your failures? Because it's easy when things are going great. It's easy when, you know, when you're on top of the mountain, but how do you handle it when, you know, when things don't go great, when, when the unexpected happens and so many times people can't handle that. And one thing that Keith's always told me is to learn through your failures, they're going to make you better. You know, so a lot of people, did you lose or did you learn? That's the implementation I'm trying to run through my organization. And, and I think that that's one of the things that I'll definitely learn from him has helped a lot of my leaders develop just learning how to handle failure. Perfect, man. Um, now, this is something I hear constantly from Keith whenever we do these uh, these talks and sure. all that. Um, is it hard to do what you guys do? Like, how much effort do you have to put into it? Is this a get-rich-quick scheme? Uh, can I just sign up, get my insurance license, and then boom, get paid? Or do you actually have to work for it? 
mean, you definitely have to work for it. I don't think anything in life that, that is going to be worthwhile is going to be easy. Um, I don't think it's hard. There's nothing physically hard about what we do. It's a grind. Don't get me wrong. It's not hard, but it ain't easy, if that makes sense. Because I think so many people, that they just, I think everybody can do this at a high level, but I don't think everybody will because a lot of people don't have that mental fortitude to press forward when times get tough. And, you know, and so a lot of that, the hardest aspect about this business is just mental. It's just understanding that, hey, you know, I can't keep doing the right things and get the wrong results. I've just got to have that mental fortitude to understand that, hey, I'm going to keep getting results. I got to keep pushing forward. That's the hardest thing that I see new agents that struggle. They do. They just can't keep keep pushing forward when they hand when that when they are hit with adversity or failure. Kind of like I was saying for keep. How do you how do you learn to handle your failures? Man, I can't remember this guy's name. His space is right there. Yeah. He's with Planet Right. I remember he said, uh, "This is not get rich quick, but it is get rich slow." Yeah. And th- that that kind of stuck with me. Whenever I remember those sound bites that I did. It has to get get rich quick. It's not get rich quick, but it's a get it's a grow wealth over time kind of get. Yeah, and you have yeah. to just like anything, like you said, man. You, you got to work. You got to work hard. Hundred um, percent. And I love when you said earlier about not comparing yourself to other people because that is the detriment to everyone. You know, you compare yourself to your neighbor, the Joneses, and this and that. Um, you start to see life kind of fall apart. Should have. And, and, and the reason why I brought that up, you know, Phil, I think because that was one of the things that was one of the struggles for me early on. I'm a competitor. You know, I hate to lose more than I like to win. But, you know, everybody's journey is going to be a little bit different. I was at a place in my time where I was trying to compare myself to people that were up maybe above me or had gone before me. And, you know, I couldn't do that because that was still my journey because I wasn't. But what I realized is that I wasn't doing the things that they were doing to get in there. So I was comparing myself with somebody that was putting in more effort than me. It was causing massive frustration. Think about it. You know, what frustration is unfulfilled expectations. And so what I had to really do is learn how to self-reflect, slow down, self-reflect and realize that, you know, I wasn't doing what it took to become a better agent, a better leader, a better business person. And when I started doing those things, it's crazy how my business grew, but uh, I think people that compare themselves, you know, you, you can't do that because every journey, everybody's journey is going to be totally different. And we're going to go off strict a little bit, but uh, something else that just kind of came to mind too with all these things that I've done for you guys in the past is uh, when it comes down to uh, not comparing yourself to people, but when you are trying to achieve uh, what you want in life, you have to look at someone that's actually there doing it. And I think you and Keith have said this before, where it's like, hey, you know, I want to be a millionaire one day, so I need to start learning from a millionaire. And so that goes back to mentorship a little bit. Can you kind of tell me about finding your mentor and like finding the right fit? Sure. I mean, I think I think you're spot on. It's like the old saying, you know, you hang around with five millionaires, you're probably going to be the sixth. Yeah. People come to me all the time and ask me, hey, hey Dusty, you know, what advice do you give to, you know, to somebody like me? You know, maybe even if they're not in insurance, how to get to, to your kind of money, your kind of level that you're, that you're at now. And, the, at, and my answer is always the same. Look, find somebody that has what you want and learn everything you can from. You know, they may not even be in your industry. They may not even be, you know, doing what you're doing. But I promise you the habits and the di- discipline that they do on a daily basis, that routine, that's what's going to create the results. Then you just got to find the right able to get you there. You know, I think, I think it, I'm not going to say it pisses me off, but it does. You get these guys that listen to people or take advice from people that don't have what they had or what they want. Why are you listening to them? No, the best thing to do as far as finding a mentor, find somebody that has what you want and just do exactly what they do. Follow them. Don't reinvent the wheel. Awesome, man. Awesome. Let's get back on script. That was beautiful. I love what you did there. Um, you know, 
this is this is a little scenario I want to run by you. You know, I want to change my family tree and I want to be able to provide generational wealth for my family. How is this possible through, through plan right? Well, I think when you think about generational wealth, anybody that's successful, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Donald Trump. I don't care if it's the Kennedys, whoever it is. Think about it. Somebody at some point in time or another in their family was not, they were not wealthy. Somebody had to plant the flag and say, look, I'm going to put in the grind. I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to change my family's life. I'm going to change my family's future. The problem with that is there's not a lot of opportunities to be able to get you to do that. You know, one of the things that we have here at PlanRight is you do have that ability. If you put in the work and put in the grind, you know, hopefully Maddox's life, well, I know Maddox and Tucker's life are going to be different than mine was. And hopefully their kids' life is going to be even better than theirs. So when you find that generational wealth, I think it just comes down to finding, obviously, the right platform, the right vehicle, and then being connected with the right people and just, you know, just going and grab it and just grabbing the bull by the horns and, and taking over. Because it's like they say, look, you can either build your dream or you can build somebody else's. And, you know, I chose to, to build mine. Man, you're killing it right now. I don't even know why you're embarrassed before. You're doing great. So, uh, you know, let's say let's say you're at your level now. Um, I mean, has the ball just stopped rolling? I mean, is there something else to achieve after this? Uh, I mean, let's say I make it to upper management, leadership level. Uh, what's the what's the career growth? What's the career path for playing right? Well, I mean, I think the sky's the limit, dude. Because you think like ultimately, I thought I was chasing the partnership level. That was just a title. That's just a trophy. That's not what I was after. You know, I think ultimately the, the key to getting what you want in life is truly understanding your vision and what you really want. I thought it was partner for me, but I hit partner. Guess what? I'm working harder now than I ever had because it's not about the title. It's about the legacy. It's about creating that, you know, that future for Maddox and Tucker, my family. So their life's going to be different. You know, I see an opportunity to achieve that. I'm in a vehicle that can get me there. And so I'm just not going to, I'm not going to look back. It's almost like the fear of missing out. And so I think, I think that's one of the things that, that really drives me every day is just that ability to be able to not only work hard now, but build a future for my family. So their kids, you know, can have things different than, than what I had and, and just kind of move forward from that. So I hear this phrase all the time, you are in charge of your own destiny. Uh, we touched on a little bit of the generational wealth aspect. Sure. Um, what does this phrase mean to you and what does it mean to your guys' company when you're building a team? Well, I think, you know, you're in control of your own destiny. That is something, you know, it's it, it's exciting, but it's also scary. And, you know, I know it's exciting because the sky's the limit, but it's scary because, I mean, if you think about it, the ball's in your court. It's up, If it is to be, it's up to me, and a lot of people can't handle that. You know, I know, like, for me, that was, I was, I was, I was scared as hell. That was the scariest thing about when I first got started was not knowing on Monday what I was going to make on Friday. However, through my mentor, he ended up showing me that, look, if you're ever going to want to achieve, achieve your, your financial goals in life, you're going to have to earn your worth. You're going to have to earn your worth. And look, people don't pay you just for showing up. You're going to have to put in the grind. You're going to have to put in the work. And so, you know, yeah, that's scary. But it comes down to me about the system, a platform, a playbook. I don't think there's any secret to success. Success is in the system. One thing that we have here at PlanRight and NASB is we have a playbook. If you follow what we teach you, I can make you successful. I 100% believe that. And so when you have a vehicle like that, when you have a playbook like that, it's just get it's just getting a part of it and just follow it to a T and don't reinvent the wheel. Because look at it. I mean, we, we had the first five years of our company. I think we had like five, comp or five partners. Over the last three years, we broke 20 partners. 
they're projecting over the next five more years, we're going to break 40 uh, total parks. Why is that? Because of the playbook. Things are getting easier now because of the experiences that our, the mentors have made. Think about it. You're going to learn two ways in life. You're going to learn through mistakes or you're going to learn through mentors. Well, it's a heck of a lot faster to get through your journey by learning through the mistakes of the mentors. And that's one thing that, you know, that NASB and Planner I had is we, 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 say, we have to say it, mentored by millionaires. Because every mentor, every leader here, they've gone. They all started the same. They've gone through the journey. So they're able to teach you those mistakes to help you expedite your journey to get there faster. And uh, it's also not fun to make mistakes either. And that. Yeah. It's not, it's not fun to make mistakes. Man, I got one more thing for you. And then uh, it might segue to some other stuff. But uh, if you were to go back in time 10 years ago, Dusty just starting out in insurance, and uh, you got to mentor yourself, what would you say to yourself? Uh, what advice would you give to yourself? Is there anything that you would change? Man, uh, yeah, it definitely would change a lot. The, the biggest advice I'll give anybody brand new is, you know, I obviously commit, go all in, become a sponge, and learn everything you can about insurance as fast as possible. That's one thing that, that I probably would have done things different, not only just the selling aspect, but the business aspect. Learn that as fast as possible. You know, because, you know, I think um, it's kind of like I said, you're going to learn two ways of life. You're going to learn through experience or you're going to learn through mentors. And, you know, just looking back, if I knew then what I knew now, I probably would have got there a lot faster. But it was just because of, of the experiences that I had that allowed me to put in the time, put in the effort, put in the, you know, just learning the knowledge and, you know, and just developing the skills that I lacked. You know, I think another thing that I would, another thing that I would give, you know, somebody brand new, after you learn the process, you know, just focus on, on your weaknesses. So many times that we, we focus on our strengths because they're easy, but we never truly develop our weaknesses. And I think ultimately that the weakness is the thing that holds us back, that's, that prevents us from pushing forward. But if you learn how to develop it, what you'll find is that that weakness oftentimes becomes your strength. And so I, I think early on, find out what your weakness is and then develop that. You know, now, anything else you want to cover? I think that's good, man. How was that? That's pretty good. You nailed it. You know, yeah. man, thank you again for absolutely, man, for sure. Killing it. Yeah, dude. Lots of sound bites. Lots. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and thanks so much for watching. For more on Black Tie Optional, subscribe on YouTube by hitting the notification bell or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. To become a sponsor or donate to the podcast, shoot me an email at philipbenzpro at gmail.com. Your donations help tremendously in keeping this podcast going. Until next time, thanks again for watching and stay motivated.